What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to another episode of Rockin' the Carolinas. I am your host, Zach Martin, and with me again is Lee Clark. Lee, how you doing, man? I am two things. I'm exhausted. So I'm working <laughs> on about, you know, five hours of sleep in the last two days, but I'm starting to hit my second wind here. Uh, we got a game and a countdown of uh, about that. Uh, you know, about 58, 59 minutes here till uh, the start of the game. But I'm excited. You know, we got a – this is a big game coming into the Christmas break. I'm excited, man. Can't wait to talk to you about it. Um, me too, man. I'm really excited because tonight, once again, in the span of, like, I don't know how many – like, in a span of eight days or so, we are playing Buffalo once again. And the last time we faced them was that 5-4 – Overtime winner back in Buffalo, uh, the back end of that long road trip we had. So, and plus we got Cam Ward starting again. I'm actually really excited because Cam's been on fire the last few games, and to give him another nod against Buffalo, who he beat last time. I know he gave up four goals, but mostly because the defense fell asleep and Jack Eichel just got lucky. But I mean, with Cam back in net, we have the potential going for a season sweep against Buffalo tonight. Because we're because we're being three one and five four, so I mean, it looks like it's gonna be a good night for us. Hopefully, cross our fingers and keep going from what we did back in Nashville. Because I'm I'm hoping we keep that streak up, you know. I I hope so too. You know, we got Ward, like you said, Ward starting tonight. Uh, we're going up against their backup uh, tonight as well, Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson has been phenomenal against us, though. Chad Johnson has best stuff against us you know he's seven two and one with a 2.38 goals against average 922 save percentage best stats in his whole career against us you know he's just one five and three on the year with a 376 goals against an 880 save percentage so we can definitely take advantage of this you know we it seems like every time we play a back backup goalie they have career games now, Johnson's been struggling really bad this year. He's 0-5-2 in his last seven decisions with his only win in, on October 15th in Anaheim. You know, he did take the loss against us eight days ago in Buffalo um, in the overtime. But, like I said, he's got those good numbers. So, I think the key today will be uh, definitely seeing how we play against the backup goalie. I, I'm really tired of seeing us go up against backup goalies, and backup goalies seem to have 
you know, the game of their lifetime against us. It's, it's been frustrating. That's been the way it's been for like the last three years, and I really do hope that we break out of that tonight. Yeah, me too. I mean, because because if you look back at the road trip we had, we had a lot of we were facing a lot of goalies, or even starters, and we couldn't do nothing against them. But then, of course, we go up against go up against guys like you know Pecorine, so we run him out of the building. And it's just interesting how that works out. It's like somehow the backup goalies, for some reason, they're like, oh, you know what, the Kings are shown. Let me actually, you know, bring my egg in tonight and just not let them do anything. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think one of our keys is to get to them early, like we did in Buffalo. Just rack, just get on them, rack up the goals, and, and make them make the play harder to let them have more um, chances to mess up and give us better chances to put goal, pucks on net and, Quality fucks on that at least, and do something about it. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'm hoping I'm hoping we break that streak of facing back of goalies who somehow decide to show up for their night they play. But um, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. So um, I don't know. You got any? Is there anything that actually you know? I actually there's something for me I'm going to talk about for a fact. Is like if you really look at our team overall so far the last few games, I mean. Different guys have been stepped up, you know. Um, Derek Ryan played really well. And Lindholm's played really well. It seems like we're finally, I don't know, it's like the lines, I'm hoping that they're the same lines that we had against Nashville because that would be fantastic if we had them going again. Because to run them out of their building is something that's really awesome. I'm hoping we can do that again against Buffalo this time is to do these same lines again. I do have the lines. I do have the lines for us tonight. Uh, rolling okay. out, of course, our first line is the TSA line. Uh, second line okay. staying the same, Skinner, Raskin, Lindholm. It looks like everything's staying the same. McGinn, Ryan, Williams on the third line, Nordstrom, Kruger, and uh, Philip DiGiuseppe, uh on the fourth line. Uh, defensive pairings, you know, Slavin and Pesci still together. Looks like Dahlback's going to be partnered with uh, Falk tonight, and uh, Hannafin will be with uh, Van Riemsdyk, of course. Uh, Ward uh, starting in net. Sabres, line, for, as far as Sabres line, uh, there's no uh, word on that. Of course, they did not skate today because they, you know, they didn't get into Raleigh until really early this morning, um, so they did not have a morning skate. Uh, their coach has done said that they're – you know, if if we do make any changes, I'm not telling anybody. He says all going to be game time decisions uh, for okay. Housey in Buffalo. So it looks like we're rolling the same lines. I don't think we have made any changes um, off the top of my head. And one thing that you definitely noted uh, just a second ago was uh, scoring first. The Canes are 13-3 and two when scoring first this year. So that's a definite key. You know, if we can start like we did against Nashville, I think we see good things. You know, yes, Ward to give up four goals against the Sabres last time, of course, mainly due to Jack Eichel uh, with his hat trick. But starting early is going to be a key today, definitely. Yeah, no, I agree. I think think that's something we really need to look at is Crashing the net, doing what we need to do about that, and uh, hopefully do what we did against them last night, especially again again in Nashville. Because when you look at our stats now, I mean, oh, I mean, just overall for the team, 
our our power play actually got a little bit better. We're at 28th now in the power play and in the penalty kill. And I mean, our goals for and our goals against, I mean, they're they're getting a little bit better. But I mean, I think we've seen this a long way to go in terms of the consistent play and us going on the system that we have. And I think that because I know you and me have touched on it before, is because we're only one or two key pieces away from making the system really well. And making it click, and also it's just for some reason I don't know what the deal is. Like I know we talked about it in our two-hour show, but it seems like we play a lot better in front of Cam Ward than we do against Scott Garner. It makes me wonder: Do you think there's something going on in the locker room that we're not seeing in terms of how Darn plays compared to when Cam plays, and how our team effectively works in front of him? Do you think there's something up with that, or maybe, or maybe I'm just reading into a lot more than there is? I mean, what do you feel about that? Uh, there definitely could be. Um, you know, of course, you know, we're not in the locker room. We don't know what's really going on back there. But I definitely think that we do play better in front of Ward. And I think a lot of it is um, comfortability. Uh, yeah, I really butchered that word. <laughs> but uh, it seems like we're way more comfortable. That's what I should have said. Way more comfortable with Ward in that we just – we know our game. We know what Ward's going to do. Our team knows what's Ward. You know, we know what to expect from Ward. He's going to make some highlight saves. He's going to keep us in the game. He's not the type of goalie that's just going to, like, have a big self-destruct moment like Darlene did against Toronto. Yeah, you can say he got hung out to dry on a couple goals. But, yeah, Darlene self-destructed Tuesday oh, against Toronto. And that that's one thing you never see from Ward. Yeah, you never see that from Ward. You may you may see him give up four or five goals in a game, but it's going to be a game that we score four or five goals as well. You know, we don't have that. Yeah. It seems like Darling is a very it's very easy to self destruct, and I think this break is going to do him good. And and really, you look at it. I think a lot of it has to deal with that. And look at our and you have to look at our track record as well. We have n- never brought in a goalie that has a good track record starting, being a consistent starter. We've always brought in backups. And 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 they may have they may have him to play like maybe two weeks in a row with an injury or something and have a little bit of a chance to be a number one starter, but they've never done it. You know, we had uh Antikadoman, never been a he was always a backup, still a backup to this day. Eddie Lack. Eddie Lack can barely find a job nowadays. I believe he's in AHL now. Um uh, you know, uh, Michael Layton, uh, Justin Peters, everybody, you know, that those are the goals I can name off the top of my head that we've brought in and have done nothing. That never had yeah. been yeah. given the opportunity to be a number one, especially when Ward's been hurt and Ward struggled, but no one's ever taken those reins. And I think that's a problem with – I don't know if we're just trying to develop a goalie to take over for Ward which we do have some great goalies in our system. But I think it's one thing that's been a thing. You know, Darling coming in, never been a starter before, a full-fledged number one starter, being a backup to Corey Crawford. Yes, he had opportunities to start when Crawford was injured and have a little stretch, but then immediately when Crawford comes back, Darling's right back to the bench. Yes, he had good backup numbers. But that's what all I, that's all I see as Scott Darling at is a backup goaltender. I, I think he's a good goalie. And I love him to death. I like him a lot more than I like. <clears throat> excuse me. I like him a lot more than I like Eddie Lack. 
but I think there is a lot of things going on. I don't think you're reading too much into it at all. I think there is. I think the guys in the locker room don't trust Darling to make those big saves when they need it. I think if they ha- they're scared that if they have a defensive breakdown, Darling's going to let in a goal. And that makes your team play really tight and unfocused. You make some bad decisions, and you get caught because you know you got to get that puck, that loose puck. You maybe have to pinch up on a guy when you probably wouldn't when Ward's in net. And I think maybe, you know, I think it's a whole confidence issue with the whole team. I think the team is very comfortable when Cam's in net, and they're not comfortable with any other goalie we've ever brought in because we've, we've never shown that we want to bring in a number one goalie. We're going to get perennial backups. Those, yeah, that's my thought. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, and I feel the same way. It just seems like, you know, because I, I actually heard Michael Wayne just got, I think he just went to Pittsburgh not too long ago. and um, Yes, he got traded to Pittsburgh, yeah. yes. Yeah, so, I mean, and then you look at everyone else we brought in, like you said, Kedobin, Eddie Lack. I mean, every goal we've had since, you know, since camp took over back in, like, I think like oh seven. Um, we've just not been able to do anything in terms of getting goalies. And I know we have, oh, I always butcher this kid's name. It's some weird, like, Nick, uh, Nick Jehovah's kick or what? Uh, I know I butchered Nadel, it. I, Nettle Javek, Nettle, I'm just going to call him yeah, Needle. That's what I call him. I just yeah, call you know him Needle. Needle. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know some <laughs> of our fans are going to be like, what are you doing? Stop trying. And I'm, I'm not going to try it. But, he's, but I mean, we, I've heard so many good things about him, but he's still – I feel like he's still stuck and down there. I mean, I know we want to develop it, but I know the checkers are a great place to do it and stuff like that. I mean, and like you said, we do have guys that are developing down there that maybe we'll do some in the future. When? Who really knows? But, I mean, yeah, like you said, I think it's a competition in terms of having Darling in next. Everyone's like talking about, oh, we picked this guy Darling in his trade. Um, maybe he'll, you know, do something and be our number one goalie. And it's like, because they're hoping for Cam Ward to be a, a solid backup. And it seems like Darling really hasn't, excuse me, hasn't done much with it. And I think that's, it's just, I'm hoping this is another issue. We poured in so much money into this guy and had all of our hopes for him being the number one goalie. And um, <laughs> I saw I saw a meme uh, the other day, and it said it was a picture of little one Kenobi going, "Darling, you were supposed to help the Hurricanes, not destroy them." And it actually gave me a little chuckle because I'm like, it's so true though. Because it's just, it's just mind boggling how we bring this kid in, and he's coming off, you know, what was it, one or two cups with the at least one cup with the Blackhawks. And he played solid. Yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, he's played on some solid teams, and he, and he played very well against them. But it seems like ever since he came to Carolina, I don't know if it's because he's in his head, and he's putting a lot of pressure on himself and being the number one. I don't know what it is. But I'm hoping um, that our goaltending coach and, you know, Peter and Roddy and whoever, I mean, hopefully someone's talking to him, trying to help him out, and hopefully maybe Cam's helping him out too and trying to, like, you know, calm him down because I don't know what the deal is. It's just for – Whatever reason, something just messing inside his head, and you're like not being that caliber of goalie that we thought we were in the beginning from him, especially going off a two time being a two time Stanley Cup champion. So I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping Especially with the contract, you know, a lot of people have said about his contract as well. You know, oh, we're playing him so much because of his contract. 
you know, he he's getting the, you know, we're playing him. He's supposed to be our number one. We brought him in for our number one. But I and they're like, oh, you know, he's his contract's too much to be a backup goalie. And I'm like, really? If you look at it, his contract is not that bad. I mean, oh, it's a God. four, yeah, it's a four million dollar contract. But you look at some of the other goalies around the league, like Quick and Pekka, uh, who we, you know, we ran out the building the other night. They they got six, seven, eight million dollar deals a year. And uh, yeah, I mean, four million dollars is a lot to pay for a goalie. That's a walking. Like I told one of my buddies in a fantasy chat, I was looking for a goalie in one of my fantasy teams, and. You know, he's like, I got Scott Darling. I'm like, yeah, I said a good goalie, not a walking disaster, because that's what he really has been this year. And and I think a lot of it, and I think a lot of it, it really is in his head. You know, he, he's coming in, never had the expectation to be a full time number one goalie. Looking to play, you know, 60 games or so, you know, 55, 60 games, maybe a little bit more. Never mm-hmm. having to play that, you know, only playing 30, 32 games a year normally. And then so having to be thrown is. into a spotlight, knowing that we're paying you this kind of money to be our number one, and you look at him on the ice when he gives up a bad goal, it's like the whole world came to an end and it like dropped on his head or something. You know, I, I don't mind a fiery goalie and emotional goalie. When I played, I was the same way. I was very emotional. I got pissed when I let in goals, and I think a lot of it, you know, he knows Ward's playing phenomenal this year. You know, he's having a year that. He could go down as one of the best years in his career. Um, he's yeah. trending that way. And a lot of people are waiting for the breakdown but from Ward, um, which could happen. But, you know, if, as long as he has the rest, I think Darling's a very capable number two. But I just don't think he can be a number one I, I, unless he gets his head straight. And I think this is the perfect time. You know, you, can have, you got Ward going again tonight. You have the Christmas break. We come back Tuesday. I'm, as long as we win tonight, I see no problem with Ward starting. I don't care how many goals Ward gives up. I think Ward starts again Tuesday, and then you let them split the back-to-back next weekend. Um, and maybe this time will actually give Darling a time to really sit back. And you can learn a lot of things actually being on the bench or being up top. And I know that's one thing a goalie doesn't have the advantage of, a backup goalie. You can't sit up top. You know, you can't be in the press box with the other scratch players because that's a whole different perspective of the game up there. You know, you get shafted. You get either sit on the end of the bench, sitting sideways where you have to turn at an awkward angle just to see anything, or you're sitting at some arenas, you're sitting in the walkway where you really can't see nothing at all because the fans, where they put in the seats and normally put the goalie, you can't see down the side of the ice at all. And I think that's one thing that, hurts goalies a little bit, but I think this will be a good break. He needs an actual break. I'm tired of the flip-flopping. We need to settle on a number one goaltender right now. Ward can still be a number one goaltender. There's no doubt in my mind about it. Yes, there's a lot of Ward haters out there. They're, they're waiting for him to break down and have some bad games just so they can jump on, oh, see, this is what we're talking about with Ward. And I know a lot of people do that in the Carolina Hurricanes group. And it's just it's kind of ridiculous. I know we ride goaltenders hard because we're wanting good goaltending performances, but you really look at it. Cam Ward's always best on rest. He's, you know, he can be good at the beginning of the season, but if he's playing a lot of games and he's not getting the rest, 
then it starts to falter. Yes, his age is getting there. You know, I believe he's what thirty-five. Yeah, believe. yeah, something like that. Yeah. So you got to look at it this way. I mean, you keep it up. You know, we don't have another game till Tuesday. We play. Yeah, we played Thursday. Uh, so got a day break. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday or playing? Yeah, it's Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't. I, have I think it's Wednesday. No, I think it's Wednesday. So it's, it is. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's Wednesday against Montreal because it's Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Next yeah, week. that's right. It is yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. I think the break extends into Tuesday. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know the dates. I don't have a calendar in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So I know it's all good. No, I'm, I'm just, I knew it's Tuesday. Just, I remember, I I remember looking at dates. Yeah, I know it's one no, Yeah, I mean he's getting rest and he's had rest this year and it shows he's playing well. Yeah, he's going to have a game or two where he gets up three or four goals, but you're going to expect that with our defense and breakdowns that we have. I mean, but to me, I think this is going to be good for Darling. I hope he really does get his head on straight and have some time. I really don't like that we fired Mark Coe at the end of the year last year because I think he was one of the big pieces of Cam Ward's turnaround. Because Ward did play really well last year. A lot of people don't want to realize it, but Ward played well for the team that we put on the ice sometimes. He oh, won us a lot did. of games, and he kept us in a lot of games. And people don't really realize that. All they want to do is look at a certain stat. Yeah, I'm a stat guy. I like to look at stats, and I think stats is a good way to tell where a person's playing. But at the same time, in the goaltender position, you can't rely on stats. You've got to watch yeah. some of their games. Yeah, you, you can't look at the win-loss record for goalies because, I mean, it all depends. What's the save percentage? I mean, his goals against, yeah. I think that's sometimes a fluke number to look at because sometimes they're not on it. But you can't look at win-losses all the time. But like, oh, he played terrible. Look at his record. It's like, well, no. How is the defense done? How is the, off- how is the offense doing? Because, I mean, other sports, yeah, you can look at win-loss records. But for hockey, you can't really do that. So it's just talking about how good a certain player is. Like, especially, you know, if we're talking like baseball or – Anything else? Like, okay, some guys, you know, RBIs is terrible and his average isn't that well. But okay, what's his on base percentage? What's his, you know, how many walks does he have? Like, you have, look, you have look at the tangibles of all the other stuff, and that's the same thing with Cam. It's like you can't look at his win loss. You got to look at you know his save percentage, his shutouts, um, goals. I mean, goals against to an extent, but it's like, yeah, Cam, Cam played great last year. He just had no help with Eddie Lack, and then that's why Cam was. Once again, the number one and got, you know, shellacked almost all season because he was starting, you know. They almost put him in for back-to-back sometimes, or he'd be, you know, just exhausted from, like, two years before because he was starting to stop, like, 50 shots a game. You can't really rely too much on that stuff like that, but I agree with you. They should not have fired the coach. And, I mean, you can't blame Cam Ward. It's like, it's not Cam Ward's fault. Does he give up some goals? Well, yeah, but it just all depends if the defense is helping him out and leaving the dry. With Darling, though, how many, like, you look at the Toronto game, the entire first period, every goal, one went off the post, but everything else was basically soft goals. And, I mean, shoot, even look back to the Rangers games. I mean, especially that one from, oh, I don't even remember this goal, but the one from center ice was a pop fly, and, and I don't know how he missed that. Like, no goalie, like, I don't, I don't know if he was trying to throw a pad at it or his glove, but. I mean, I understand that it's just something that I'm seeing with Darling. It's just not working out. And like you said, Cam Cam should be starting more. And I believe that I agree with you. Give Cam give because we talked about it too. Give Cam because he played the national. Give him tonight's start. 
make them play Wednesday against Montreal. And then I went, and what I say in one of our preview, I think it was our preview before Nashville. However, it goes in Montreal Wednesday, that will decide who goes Friday and who goes Saturday. If Cam Ward tonight gets the win, which he should, which he's, I think he's going to, he's let him play Montreal. And how if he wins in Montreal, great play him Friday. If not, maybe play Darling on Friday, and have, you know, Cam go against St. Louis or vice versa. So I mean, I think Cam right now has on a hot hand, and I think we need to play with a hot goalie. I think this is something we need to do. But um, switching gears a little bit, so who who are you looking? Who are you for players to watch tonight on Buffalo and Carolina? Who who are the who are the guys that you're looking at on each team? If you had to pick one player to watch, who would you pick? Okay, yeah, bringing back a segment that we did in our last pregame show, and we'll have it going forward. And one thing to mention, too, as well, uh, we decided to move our pregame shows from 30 minutes live to at least 45 minutes live because uh, normally we were starting to go over a little bit, and we kind of felt disappointed that our fans might not be able to catch those last 15 minutes or so. So even if we do go over 45, we're going to be trying to wrap it up around the 45-minute mark from now on during pregame shows. Um, also, we're going to have a postgame show tonight at 1030, uh, right here, again, on Blog Talk Radio, so come join us for that. But uh, I'm going to start with Buffalo for my guy to watch. I'm going to go with a guy playing his 300th career game tonight, Rasmus Ristolainen. Uh, this is a guy that uh, is third in NHL uh, in time on ice at 26.52 per game. He's a guy that's not necessarily a kid that will – Definitely, so to speak, change the game as far, as far as points. Uh, but he's a game that can – he's a player that can change the game defensively. And by that I mean he's a guy, you know, like I said, he's, he's third in the league in time on ice. He's going to eat up minutes. You know, he only has nine points on a year. With, and he don't even have a goal at all. That's my guy to watch. I think he, he's going to be on our. He's going to obviously be on our top line. You're going to see him a lot tonight. 20, almost 27 minutes a night. That's insane for a defenseman in the NHL. That's crazy. That's even better than Brent Burns. That's more time than Brent Burns and Drew Doughty normally get. You know, you'll see those guys at maybe 24, 25 minutes a night for top line guy. But at almost 27, and this is a team that doesn't have a lot of success on the power play or the penalty kill, especially against us. Yeah. But it's a guy that can shut down people. Yes, he's a minus 11 this year. He's normally a negative player when he plays. But he can be a type of guy that can shut down a player just enough to give the edge to ball, to uh, Buffalo. I about said Baltimore there. There's no team in Baltimore. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I know. But uh, Canes, I'm going with another defenseman here, uh, a guy that's uh, coming in to – which should be as, as long as the lines I wrote earlier are correct. Uh, I'm going with Klaus Dahlbeck. Uh, played probably the game of the year of any defenseman that we've had play defense this year. I mean, he played phenomenal against Nashville. And when he can play his natural side, just like we said in the pregame show and postgame show uh, the other night – 
this is a guy that when he's on his natural side could go could be the be, one of the best defensemen in the league. He's not going to give you a lot of points. He really isn't. But he's going to be a shut-down guy. Physicality, nonstop, pushing for the puck. So I'm going with Klaus Dahlback for my Hurricanes player. I really love the way he played against Nashville, and I want to see that same fire again. I want to see him play like that and show Bill Peters that he deserves to be in this starting lineup every single night. Uh, what about your two players? Uh, if you, uh, what are you thinking for Buffalo and Carolina? I think uh, I, I think also those are great picks. I think for me, for Buffalo, I think I'm going to go back to a guy you talked about earlier. It's Chad Johnson and Met. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you look at his record, not that great, but if you look how he is against us, it's just he's a completely different guy when he plays against us. And I know we faced him when we won um, in Buffalo, but, I mean, like I said, with him being the backup goalie and how we usually play against him, I know we I know we put five against him when we played them last, but I think he's a, he's a guy who's probably going to come out and show that he's better than Robert Lander because Lander hasn't I mean Lander hasn't really set the world on fire this year either because they only have nine wins as a team. So I mean it's pretty much anyone it's anyone's net up for grabs honestly. So I think Chad's going to come out and make a statement to be like, hey, look at me, look at what I'm doing. Because, because, you know, they got the Winter Classic coming up not even in a few days, so I think he wants to be the guy who starts in net against the Rangers on New Year's. So, I mean, I think for him, this is more of a statement than anything else. Um, so, I say, I say look out for Chad Johnson to do something tonight. And for Carolina, um, I, you know, I'm going to go with the goalie tandems. I think watch Cam Ward tonight. You know, Cam Ward, I mean, he, he, when we played Buffalo last time, he held them for the entire game. Like I said, yeah, he gave up four goals, but three of those were Jack Eichel. And the defense kind of didn't help him out later on in the game. But you saw what he did in Nashville. We, put, we were up 4-1 after the first and then shut them out the rest of the game and, and ran Pecker right out of the building. And then we the Pecker Ring is a whole other level than Cam Ward is. So I think we'll look at Cam Ward. I mean, Cam starting tonight once again. He, like, he, like we said, he's got the hot hand. I think he's someone to watch tonight. So honestly, I think it's I think it's the two goalies. I think those two tonight are is going what is what's going to make this game um, interesting. And that actually leads into uh, what are your three keys for tonight's game for the Canes for them to get that W to keep Ryan and extend this winning streak while of one, so make it two right before Christmas and see how we go into next week. What are your uh, three keys? Uh, my first key is going to be physicality. Uh, of course, you know, a lot of my keys for this game is actually going to be similar to the game against Nashville. Uh, at iBrady024 sent out a tweet earlier that I happened to catch on Twitter that was actually mentioned in an article, and what he said was actually, like, spot on. It's like, it amazes me how weak the Canes are. No physical play. Defense doesn't take the body. Offense gets bullied off the puck. No enforcers, which the enforcers, we haven't had an enforcer since freaking Convoy. Maybe. I don't know. It's been a while since we had an actual true enforcer, but enforcers are making their way out of the league and really haven't been physical since 09. Hence the eight-year drought. Embarrassing. Yeah, I have to agree with a lot of that, what he said. I agree with the physicality. We haven't been a physical team in a long time. And I think a lot of that deals with Peter's 
system, especially. While, yes, you can be physical in a standpoint, but in a really a puck control off a system like Peter's runs, physicality isn't really up in the top end. Your main goal is to get the puck and then keep the puck. And that's what Peter's runs, really, that system. Um, but physicality is going to be key. We were phys- Yeah, we got out hit in Nashville. And like I said, I, I, don't, I don't agree with half the numbers that they put for hits and stuff. Because I don't know what constitutes a hit in the NHL no, anymore. Because the fact that we only had eight hits that whole game blows my mind. Because I'm pretty sure I've seen more guys get hit than eight times. But so I don't really know what constitutes a hit in hockey anymore. Or what they really classify yeah, it as. Maybe if they just have the puck or something. But definite physicality. My second key, once again, uh, the key that really helped us win the game the other night is going to be special teams. Penalty kill and power play. Some great stats for this game is Carolina has killed 25 straight penalties against the Sabres over the last 12 games. And Buffalo does not have a power play goal against us since 2014. Wow. 2014 is the last time they scored a power play goal against us. While they're not a team that takes as many penalties as the Predators, you're going to see penalties in this game, especially with a tired team coming off a back-to-back. They had a fly-in from Philly. Yeah, that's not really far on a plane, but that is still a couple-hour flight, especially after you had a play-a game and a hard-fought game at that in Philly last night that they did come out with the win. But a hard-fought game in Philly and having to come in here, landing late, you know, then finally getting to the hotel at maybe 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and then having to wake up and get into your pregame routine. Yeah, they didn't have a skate today, but I'm sure they probably had a team meeting, probably had some guys in the weight room, you know, hitting the cardio and stuff, just trying to keep themselves loose and ready for tonight's game. But I think special teams is going to be key. You know, we're going to see penalties, I believe, especially on Buffalo's side. we got to kill penalties again. we got to go – we got to make them over. If we get any penalties, like we saw against Nashville, which we had quite a few, we got to make them go over. And I think if we can win that battle, we will. Uh, and our third, my third is starting fast. Got to start fast tonight. Uh, like I said earlier, we're 13-3-2. And when in games that we score first, um, the Sabers have only—they're not a fast-starting team. They uh, only have 15 first-period goals through 35 games, which is pretty bad, honestly. It's actually the lowest in the league for any team in 35 games. So I think starting fast is going to be key. Yes, we started somewhat fast against the Sabers last time, and they kind of came back in the third. So we got to not only do we start fast. Start fast and play a complete 60 like we played in Nashville. I wouldn't change a single thing from our game plan from Nashville to Buffalo. I think if we play that exact same game, we can come up with another 4-1 win. What are your three keys to the game? Um, I think for me, I would almost go back to what I said. If I, I actually wish I wrote down what I said. But um, do what we did last time. I think we said in Nashville, you know, I agree with you. One special team. Special team needs to step up again because it seems like ever since Toronto, our power play has gone really well and our penalty kills are not in besides, you know, besides Toronto. I mean, against Nashville, our penalty kill was just lights out. So 
so we need to keep Ryan that keep Ryan that hot special team. And uh, number two, I, I've always been saying this: four check, four check, four check. We keep four checking those guys; they're going to make mistakes. And we may even do them, but when we played them last time in Buffalo, the four check was on it. They made a bunch of mistakes, and we capitalized. I just think we need to keep up that intensity of playing end to end, fast paced, crashing their nets, and just hust, out hustle them and keep them, you know, on their back on their back foot and make them make mistakes. And I think third is just get that hot offense again. Hit them early because we put up four. We put up four in like like almost seven minutes against Nashville. And I know we I know we went cold after that because we put Saros in and Saros is always just Saros has been on it. But I think if we if we get back in touch with what we did in the first nine minutes of that game, I think we have a chance of, of scoring of scoring that first goal, making Buffalo play more tight and make them make mistakes. And I think we just keep that going. I think that's what we need to see and what they're going to do. Um, I know we're we got about eight minutes or so left. We we are going to run over uh, because there's one more segment I want to do real quick before we run into predictions. But um, catch us on uh, if you catch us live, great. If not, give us about 20 minutes. Afterwards, you'll hear the rest of the show if we get over the forty-five. And we are going to go. We are going to be on iTunes soon. I know you say you've been talking about. You've been trying to figure out how to what's going on with that. But uh, go on Facebook. Give us a like on Facebook. You know, comment on our pictures. Uh, send us questions. Um, maybe we'll actually answer some of your questions on the show. And follow us on Twitter at Rockin' Carolinas, and also we're on Instagram at Rockin' the Carolinas. You know, like I said, hit, uh, tweet us or hit us up with questions, comments. Um, anything you can think of, just let us know. We would love to interact with our fans and um, see what we talk about. But for me, this this is a segment I've been wanting to do for a while. Is you look at the checkers and we see all the talent we got down there. Who is the one guy that you would love to see playing for the Hurricanes right now that you think could make an impact on this lineup? Who would you? Who is that one guy Ooh. that you hope to see up? Oh my goodness. Do I got to pick one guy? Because there's a couple, but, it, I mean, uh. I know I know this is, this is tough for me, too, because usually you only, see, you only see a lot of guys get caught up all at once. Usually it's about one guy or so. so yeah, but, okay, seat, if I have to pick. Seat, Lee, in the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, put, yeah, exactly. Put me right in the hot seat. Um, okay, if I have to pick, um, I'm probably – Going to call up either Tolchinsky or Zykov, and I'm sending down DiGiuseppe. Um, okay. As far as I know, he does have a two-way DiGiuseppe. He does have a two-way contract, but I would, I would, I would either pull up Zykov or Tolchinsky. I think those are both two guys. You know, they're having great years down in Charlotte. Um, you know, we. Got Zykov in the deal. If I'm mistaken, we got Zykov in the deal that sent who was it to uh, Kadobin? Wasn't it? Wasn't it Kadobin to Anaheim? I think it, it we might, got him in that. It deal. might be. It might. It might. Be, it might be. Yeah. I mean, um, L.A. We sent someone to L.A. Yeah. and we got him from L.A. Was it Will? Yeah, I, 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 no, no, I don't know who it was. You know, I can't I remember. I can't remember, and I don't want to look it up. Right now, I, I, yeah. I'll fix it in the way. post. I'll fix it the post game shit. Yeah, but uh, those are two guys I've seen that 
I, you know, I haven't got a chance to really see a game. Uh, I have listened to a few games on the radio um, of the of the checkers, but uh, those are two guys I would like to see. Um, Tolchinsky is a guy. You know, he's not going to put up a tremendous amount of points, but uh, and he is a smaller guy. But mm-hmm. I like his ability to keep the puck on his stick in the offensive zone and pull moves off of guys that is just remarkable. I mean, he's been a guy that has has been great in shootouts. You know, we definitely need that since we seem to always go in overtimes. But that would that would be, you know, if I had to pick one between the two, since you asked me for just one, I'll, I'll probably pull up Zykov. And you know, Zykov does have a bigger okay. body, is willing to hit. I'll pull up Zykov and I'll send DJ Septi down. That's interesting. Um, because honestly, the funny thing was, I was going for the opposite of whatever you picked, because those are actually my two guys that I was looking at, too. So you and me, for some reason, on the same wavelength tonight. I don't know what the deal is with that, but I agree with you. One of those two guys would be a great addition to the team. I'm going to go with Tolchinsky, then. Um, I've always liked the kid. I mean, every time I get a chance, whenever, whenever I'm playing NHL or anything like that, I always bring him up. Um, and he always, I just think like he is one of those guys that he's got the talent, and I just feel like we don't ever give him a chance. Like I don't really, we, if you ever look, if you look over his time with us, you don't really see him having those long stretches with the Canes. And I feel like that because the way our left wing side is stacked, it's really hard for him to take it. It's really hard for him to get the crack on lineup. And I think that's what we need to do, just give him a chance. I'll call him up and, to, and do what you do, put Dean Seppi back in, back in Charlotte, and then move Joakim Nordstrom over to the right side and slip to Tolchinsky in on the left, whether it be, you know. And you know it's going to be fourth line, unfortunately, unless you put Brock on the, on the fourth line and put Tolchinsky on the third and see how he pairs up with Derek Ryan. I think, he, I think he's got an, an excellent chance to do something if we ever give him the chance. So, actually, I – I like your pick. I like your pick, and I I'm definitely going to go with Tolchinsky for mine because I think that'd be a great pick as well. And I do want to bring this up again in our post game with our other admins to see who would they pick. And I know because I know you've talked about a segment, and I'm going to plug it real quick to get people to come back to our post game is it's fix it. And with this segment is if you were the coach or the G, if you were the GM right now of the Hurricanes, what would you do? Who would you who would you trade? Who would you, you know, give the upcoming draft if, we, if once we get to that part of the season where we can do a draft? Who would you trade, and who would you bring down and send up, and who would you release? And I think it'll be, a, I think it's gonna be a great segment in our post game, and that's a little plug to get you fans. I know you're listening to get you to come and listen to our pregames. I know you're gonna love that segment. Then I'm gonna bring up the segment about the checkers too. Who would they bring up as well? So I think it'd be a great thing for us to do, but. We are down about two minutes left, and I want to get in our predictions real quick. So, Lee, I'm going to, go, I'm going to start with you first. What's your prediction for tonight? Kane Sabres, game three, are we taking the sweep tonight? Oh, yes, I think so. Uh, maybe it's because I'm only running off five hours of sleep in two days, and I'm going a little crazy. But uh, uh, I'm going 4-1. I think we pull off Ooh. the same exact score that we had against Nashville, 4-1. I'm going 4-1 there. I think we shut down Eichel. I think Eichel actually scores their only goal, but we shut him down. We're not letting him get a hat trick tonight. Ward ain't going to let that happen. There's no way in this God's green earth that Ward is going to let a guy have two straight hat tricks on him. 
Not going to happen. Oh, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I don't think it's, it's never happened before. I don't think it's ever happened before. I don't know if it's really happened on any any goalie, period. But um, that would be cool to find out, actually, though. But uh, that's not happening. Okay. I think Eichel does score their only goal. But I think we start fast. We start strong. I don't think we'll score four goals in the first. We might. I don't think so, though. Chad Johnson does play really well against us for some odd reason. Granted, a lot of those games were with, was when he was with the Penguins. So that you might want to contribute that factor in. The reason why he played so well was he was on the Penguins teams that uh, – we're pretty good. I mean, we have Sidney Crosby, Chris Latane, yeah. Martin, Phil Kessel. Right. You can put up some exactly. numbers as a goaltender. So, right. you know, he had his best stuff. He's on a – sorry to say for all you Buffalo fans out there, and y'all can send your hate mail to me if you want to. Uh, your team is garbage this year. It, it, it's not good. There's problems in Buffalo land. And, it, it, and it, it's all over the place. And – yeah, yeah, Lanier has been okay. You know, you've got a national spotlight on you here in a, in a little over a week with the Winter Classic, even though for some reason at City Field y'all are the home team, which uh, I don't understand how Buffalo is a home team at City Field, but they are technically the home team in that game. Um, you know, you got the spotlight going on, Ken – can Chad Johnson, if he has a good game tonight, can he possibly, you know, kick Lanier out of the starting job? I don't think so just yet, but we got to get there early. I, I go 4-1. I get us – I have us two goals in the first, a goal in the second, a goal in the third, an empty net goal to wrap us up with a 4-1 win. What's your prediction? Um, I'm actually going to go 3-2. Um, regulation, we're going to get – I think it's going to be, you know, maybe one one after one, uh, and then you know maybe another one one in the second, and we come in in the third and, and clinch it up, or we score, uh, maybe score two in the maybe score two in the second. I don't know. I mean, can't really predict who's going to score or when. But I think three one, no, we're going to take it. Oh no, sorry, three two, and I think we're going to take it. And Cam Ward gets another win. We'll get the season sweep. And we'll be seeing Cam in Montreal on Wednesday after the holiday break. I think that's what we're going to see, and I'm hoping that we do. Because, hey, I predicted four against Nashville. I thought it was going to be an overtime win, but, you know, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the four goals. But I'm, I'm calling it 3-2. Cam gets the win, and we go to the holiday break with a two-game winning streak. And hopefully soon we do that in Montreal. But I know we ran a little bit over. Um, I know no one's going to be hearing this part of the sh- on the live show, but um, – like I said, on the live show, give us about 20 minutes. We'll be back on the deal here the rest of the show. Uh, but you know what, Leo, it was nice working with you, man. And I'm excited to see the Hurricanes play, and hopefully we get the win. And um, I'll be seeing you. I guess I'll be working with you again on the postgame show. So I'm let's hope for a win tonight, right? <laughs> exactly. Let, let, uh, I think we can pull it off. Hopefully we do. I'd like to see a win. You know, game time puck drops here in about 20 minutes. Uh, so, uh, you know, we got our post-game show, like we said, at 1030. Um, we're actually going to have that set up and on our Facebook page here in the next about 10 minutes for the link for the post-game show. So you can, everybody out there can come join us. Uh, we're doing it at 1030. We'll give everybody time if they're at the arena to get home. You know, the game should end probably around 945-ish. That gives fans time to kind of get out the parking lot, get home. Uh, if not, 
you can always listen to us. If you got data and free data, you can always just stream us live straight from your phone on Blog Talk Radio. All I got to do is click our link and hit the play button. Uh, you know, it streams live straight on your phone as well. I know on iPhones, I know Android does have a couple problems here and there, but uh, you got an iPhone, definitely listen to us. We'll be on the post game. That, that gives time for the Hurricanes post game to go on as well because I know a lot of fans like to listen to that and listen to John Forslund and Mike Maniscalco and some of Chuck Caton's thoughts in the post game. Uh, so that gives fans every time, you know, fans that didn't quite catch the game to check up on highlights will be here at 1030. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be around. I'll be on. Um, we're looking to have some of our other admins on as well that uh, own the page as well and do the show. Uh, we have – I don't want to really say if they're for sure going to be on because, you know, they do have families and kids and stuff, so and things happen and they might not be on, but – uh, we're really hoping they're able to join us tonight. So you'll hear some new voices that you hadn't heard in a while besides me and Zach. Because I know sometimes we can get a little long-winded and uh, people are like, ah, I'm tired of hearing them two talk. Let's hear someone new. <laughs> so we might have, we'll probably have some new voices tonight as well. And it's, I can't wait for it. Hopefully, you know, we come out with a win. And we got a lot of good things to talk about. Of course, if we, you know, uh, knock on wood here, if we, you know, hopefully we don't, but if we do lose – of course, we're going to have some good things to talk about as well, but it's going to be a much better show if we can get this win. You know, it's a team that's struggling in Buffalo. Uh, they're playing for a number one draft pick. They're playing hot potato with Arizona right now. It seems like uh, Arizona is uh, – I don't know who really wants to be the number one pick uh, this year. Uh, of course, the NFL draft, lot- draft lottery is rigged anyways, so you'll probably see one of those teams, no matter if they finish first, third, the last, they'll probably get one of the first draft picks. Um, in yeah, they, yeah, or they, one, yeah, two. Yeah, I would guys Yeah, yeah, the yeah. draft lottery is crazy. It's it's ridiculous. Um, so you know, we got to get this win. I think you know, we're only three points out of a wild card right now. Three points. So win tonight. Oh, we have a shot. Yeah, we've got a lot of teams going on tonight in the NHL, and we'll run down the scores and standings in our post game show. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're only three points right now out of a playoff spot. So, a win tonight does big dividends going into the break. So, hopefully, 1030 comes around. We'll be back here on Blog Talk Radio, and we'll have some good news to tell all the Hurricane fans if they happen to miss it and they're catching our show, they missed the game, or maybe they just saw the score and want to figure out what's going on, and they tune into our show, which I hope everyone does. You know, go to our Facebook, like, like I said, Twitter, Instagram. We're all over the place. All over. You can find – we post our links to every show on all those pages. Uh, I'm Like he said, I'm working with iTunes right now to get our show up and running on iTunes as well. Um, apparently, there's some trouble. They're having some podcast uploading troubles on their end right now. I guess maybe with the Christmas holidays and stuff, you know, they're not really trying to figure everything out. Uh, you know, multi-billion dollar company can't figure things out, but – it's okay. You know, we'll be on iTunes soon. I promise you by the I, it, within the next two weeks, we're definitely going to be on iTunes. Um, so for all the fans that can't quite catch us live, they'll be able to listen to our show as well. But, yeah, hopefully at 1030, when we get back here on Blog Talk Radio, another, oh, actually it's going to be another edition of Rocking the Night Away since it's a late night show technically at 1030, uh, another edition of Rocking the Night Away. Um as well, but uh, 
hopefully we got some good news to tell Hurricanes fans, and we can have a lot of fun talking Hurricane hockey. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm really excited to see what happens. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully get that win. And yeah, definitely been it'll be our third edition of Rocking the Night Away. It's not gonna be a two-hour one, fans. So don't expect us to be on yeah, the whole two hours. hours. Maybe an hour long. Maybe an hour long. It, it's. I think. I think it's. It's gonna be. It's gonna definitely be an hour show. We might have a little bit of a, of a layover after the hour because it usually tends to go that way sometimes. So be sure to be here at 10:30 for an hour show. Might be an hour 15, just like I said, depending on what happens. So yeah, make sure to check us out on. Give us a like on Facebook. Yeah, follow us at Rockin' Rockin' the Carolinas. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Rockin' the Carolinas as well. That's another great area because we post a lot of. You know, throwback Thursday hurricane stuff. Uh, we're going to start doing segments of flashback Fridays of uh, former hurricanes. So maybe you might see, you know, Paul Coffey. You might see, you know, uh, Keith Primo, Archer's Herbe, the old school Canes, even Shane Willis, you know, from T- from Fox Sports Carolina. So, uh, what do they do? What are you talking about, Willis? We might even throw him on there, too. So be on the lookout for that. Give us a follow there and go follow us on Twitter at Rockin' Carolinas. We will do. We will do period updates. We won't. We won't. We don't tweet during the entire game because we are. We will be watching mostly, but we will have updates after every period. We might throw a gift here and there of John Forsland doing a little bit of celebration. So make sure to be on the lookout for that as well. Um, tweet us uh, during the game if you have questions for us. Tweet us during the game. We might throw. We might discuss some of your questions. So make sure to check that out. Um, Facebook, same thing. Just give us a shout out. Ask us a question. We might answer it. But all right, but it was nice working with you, Lee. I uh, hope I'll see you again uh, at ten thirty for our show. And Hurricanes fans, have fun watching. Sure, last for our boys. Hopefully, we get that one tonight. And next time, we'll see you at our ten thirty show. Have a good night, Carolina Hurricanes fans, and let's go, Kane. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.